Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurks that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 35, season 2, episode 14, Sandwich Day. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of Sandwich Day. Jack is desperately trying to cope with his new situation where Kathy Geis has been installed as CEO of GE and including desperately trying to uh, lurch Don Geis out of his coma. Uh, Floyd is back in town and uh, meets up with Liz. And also, it's Sandwich Day at 30 Rock. Sandwich Day. A magical, basically Christmas. All the Teamsters are giving them sandwiches. It's summertime for, or Christmas time for the, the writers and I guess everyone at 30 Rock. Well, it's snowing. And it's snowing. And Even though it's May. It's vicious heat wave the very next day. No, um, honestly, I think Jack's storyline, as important as it is, is the weakest part of this entire episode. Um, it's just, there's only one really funny bit with it when he has the, when he's in the uh, his last scene with Don in the hospital room and the guy yeah. comes through and says, you gotta, like, gives all these haunting, like, that was the only really memorable part, because, like, as that episode was going on, I was just kind of, oh, man. I have better memories of this episode. And then the Liz and Floyd and the Sandwich Day storyline really kicks in. And I'm like, man, this is this is solid. Like, they could have devoted a lot more time to that. It would have been an almost perfect episode. There's so much. Like, her, we'll get to it, but, like, her just eating the sandwich. I forget that they don't cut away. Like, she scarfs down that entire thing. And they She's got to get no, through security. They won't let her take the sandwich. Yeah, what do you expect there's no her to edits. do? Like, she just... Stuff the entire thing in her mouth. It's so funny because it just keeps like just when you think they're going to cut away, they just keep going, and she's still eating it. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I well, I I, th- I thought it was a very good episode. I actually didn't mind the Jack storyline, and I think it it pays off at the very end because he yeah. makes a he makes a reference early on about another job opportunity that comes back to head at the very last moment of the episode. Yeah, but I guess like he just got that desperate. But we never really saw what was on floor 12 other than just how it looks. Madness and anarchy. On the outset, it looks pretty rough, but I kind of would also like to see more of what floor 12 has to offer. But uh, Use no. your imagination. Yeah, they give you, they, they, they they give give you some good, clues. Yeah, but I don't want to assume the worst because my mind might go to a really bad place. Well, but, of course Devin Banks would send him to the worst place yeah. in the building. And no Devin. We, we see no. Kathy for, he's uh, not for there, a couple of moments. He's not there, but his but, specter lurks. Yeah, he, he's and I think I might be wrong, so don't hold me to it, but I'm pretty sure this is the only episode that doesn't have a cold open. I think it jumps, it, well, it definitely jumps right to the opening credits and then the opening scene but we do have the jonathan and the jack scene that easily could have been the cold open because it feels it feels out of place for me it feels like it should have been at the start of the episode to set up jack's storyline rather than a couple scenes in but i don't know any other oh, we got brian dennehy uh shows up we'll talk about him uh he's the leader of the teamsters i don't know if you have any familiarity with him i don't have too much i know he's just like a big character actor he's in a ton of stuff um we get floyd back so you didn't guess it, unfortunately. Anna Klumski. <laughs> Anna Klumski's ex, ex-boyfriend. Uh, TV ex-boyfriend. TV ex-boyfriend. I don't know. They may have dated in real life. That's, that, that, is, that is true. Um, but yeah, 30 Rock X. Uh, any other last thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop Let's in. Let's hop in. All right. We're going to hop into Sandwich Day. In order that capitalism could come to dominate other ways of life it had to originate somewhere as a modus vivendi common to whole groups of man 
Nothing. Hello? Hillary Clinton is president, sir. I, I thought I would just try to scare you out of it. I, I need you to wake up, sir. Uh, your son-in-law has taken over the company. He's installed your daughter as the CEO. Uh, don't get me wrong, she's a wonderful girl. Poor Kathy guy. She keeps on trying to push open the women's restroom door, but it's pull. Yeah, I, I don't want to say they stole that bit, because I think I've seen it a hundred times, but I, the first bit I remember ever seeing the, the pushing the pull door or pulling the push door... It was a Far Side cartoon many oh. years ago, and it was—it's extra funny on that because it's like there's a sign just off to the side that says "School for the Gifted," and this kid's just like pushing so hard on a door that, like, in a big sign says "Pull." So it's just didn't say what kind of gift. It didn't say, <laughs> didn't say positive gifted. Uh, no, it's a lot of. That's really funny. I've been stripped of all my responsibilities, ostracized. This morning I had to cut my own cantaloupe. They're moving me from the 52nd floor down to my new office. I'm 12. 12! You've got to wake up, please! Marcus Schenkenberg was there. Okay. The craziest thing happened this morning. I was home on my treadmill and the phone rings and you will not believe who it was. Liz? It's uh, Floyd. Oh my God, Floyd called? You were using your treadmill? Yes, and yes, Pete, I use it every day. She does use it every day, but very slowly, while eating a look, looks like a McDonald's ice cream sundae. Yeah, it was like a parfait or something like that, yeah. That's, that's always one. I can never remember when this bit is in 30 Rock, but I always love, like... That's her. Like, she could say, I worked out, but to the degree, you'll never know. I mean, to be fair, it is better to slowly walk while eating ice cream than to just eat the ice cream while being Uh, still. And we see she is active later on in the episode. She's got the the hand weights and she's 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 walking walking and doing Meredith Brooks karaoke. She's doing it's not karaoke. Well, she's just singing (laughs) it out. I mean, what's the difference between karaoke is you're singing specifically to a song that's being projected. Just singing out loud is not karaoke. Oh, I'm not going to get into the semantics of this. What did Floyd want? He's in town. He was only supposed to be here for a day, but there's some big storm coming, and his flight on Jet Fun got canceled. Jet Fun? Is that the one with the foot baths? Oh, no, that's Airbike. They also have in-flight pornos and NBC News. Jet Fun's the one that hands out fresh popcorn. Listen to me! Floyd wants to know if he can crash at my apartment. So, what's the big deal? I haven't seen Floyd since he left for Cleveland. The last time I tried to get in touch with him, some Rust Belt tramp answered the phone, and now he's here, and I don't know what crash means. I just don't want to embarrass myself. I want to be top dog for once instead of just dog. Then you need to make him regret ever leaving. You need to pretend you're doing great. I am doing great. Mm. For once, I am not going to be Jan Brady. I'm going to be Marsha, damn it. Oh, my nose. My bad. See? It's starting already. Look out, Floyd. There is a new Liz. Ooh, sandwich day. I feel like the writers had a lot of fun making fun of like the airport stuff the yeah. different the, the different airlines because it's jet was it jet fun and jet fun uh, and airbike airbike jet Fun's clearly closest to jet blue yeah and then airbike i don't know what that even would be but that makes me think like the, <laughs> the passengers are just in these 
seats that have pedals, and they're literally just, <laughs> what's moving the plane. Yeah, they're what's they're what's getting it around. That's that's what makes me think of that. Um, but what's uh, what's the one? Is it Spirit? That's the low, the super low cost. Like yeah, you yeah. pay for everything. Yeah, basically. like you get one free carry on. No, you get no carry. No, you get nothing. No, like like basically, you literally you pay the for the seat, seat and then, and then buy literally anything, anything else. else: snacks, bottles of water, carry ons, luggage. Everything is is more, yeah. So that's a good thing, right? Like you want a no frills. So their thing is like no frills, essentially. Right. So while it's good in that, it has allowed more people to fly who wouldn't be able to normally because it's so cheap. But the problem, I guess it's caused across the industry, is how the legacy airlines like American and United have reacted to it. Because now, you know, of course they have their basic economy tier. But they it seems like they pretty much did was... Not really lower prices. Basically, what you what they would have normally just charged for, quote unquote economy or whatever main cabin, whatever they call it, is now what they're charging for basic economy, mm-hmm. and you have to pay more to upgrade to be able to pick your seat. Mm-hmm. So it's become more annoying now to fly on, you know, because they do have some cheaper flights, but in general, it's still it's so much more much more expensive to fly an American or Delta or whatever. And they do usually have included baggage allowances, so most of them give you still like one carry-on or something yeah. and something like that but um also from what i've I actually haven't flown on spirit or frontier or anything like that but i've i've heard mixed things i've heard some people say well if you're you know if you're just doing a cheap couple hour flight it's fine right. but i've also but it, like there is like less room like they really pack in the seats mm-hmm. so there's less leg room it's you know it's not super comfortable so you know so it, it, i mean it, it's it, it's a i guess what you're willing to put up with because you know for us here we have a direct super cheap you know hour and a half two hour flight to orlando which i know i'd be willing to put up with kind of air conditions for a couple hours but if we were you know flying cross country i don't think i don't i'm not aware of any that do international flights but they do do cross country so a lot of it is like i i can't remember which one is but there's one where their big hubs in denver so there's a lot of flights where you take a cheap flight to denver have like a 16 hour layover or like a crazy 10 hour layover something crazy and then you you know fly out of there to where you go so it's a lot cheaper but it could also be more inconvenient routing so yeah exactly so yeah for us so exactly like literally like the direct flight because you know that's the only direct flight to orlando we have from here so for that situation makes sense for us but in a situation where we had to fly to orlando because that's their hub and then wait seven hours and then fly another you know whatever then yeah. that wouldn't be so but again the good thing is it has given access to people who maybe yeah, no, aren't able to afford to apply as much so that is yeah if you really don't care that much and you really just need to get somewhere it probably is just deal with it but i don't i don't know like i'm pretty like passive but i've also feel like i've now gotten spoiled with just some of what i would consider like neutral or default features of of basic economy or economy flying that it's like I don't know like I don't know just like something simple like I don't care so much for like the beverages but like I don't know headsets I don't know are headsets yeah. included um they are on most like, international flights but, but like the, the, it's, it's like the quality you get depends on the cabin you're in I guess yeah I don't know I mean as long as like because I have enough distractions I can distract myself with I don't know like what I would need that I would need to pay extra for yeah aside I, from like a care I think normally but, yeah I think I really what I guess legroom I guess like because you know what yeah. I mean. You, if you want to pay more to sit in a in a in a, in a seat, whether it's you know the American economy CX plus or yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right, exit row or somewhere yeah. with with the extra room. Like I guess that's mm-hmm. mostly what you pay for for comfort. And I guess and I mean that's where but it comes if it's in, only a couple hours. I could well exactly like that. that's why like on a normal flight like you know when we fly a couple hours like I don't we get base economy because yeah. we well we still get priority boarding because I have the credit card thing or whatever. But um. That's different. Whereas when we went to Japan, like that, yeah. 
being in that kind of seat for 13 hours would have been really terrible. And I mean, even where we sat, where it was a lot more legroom, was still your, like your seat not, only. Rec- this is this is whole first world problems complaining, yeah. but like the seat only reclines so much, and even with like the uh, sort of reclining bottom part of the seat where you could sort of put your feet up, like you're still. What, how many degrees would you call that? Like not ninety. Maybe yeah, like, it was like maybe one hundred and ten degrees that you're reclining. Like that's still not comfortable for thirteen hours. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. It's, I think it's the reclines a little bit more than it is than it would have been in like regular or whatever. But so it's not it's not business. It's not like right. li- like life flat. Like we were, we were it's still literally angled. right behind first class. Yeah, and like they basically had like mini pods. Sofas yeah, and, like little pods. It looked really nice. I wouldn't want to pay for that just because no. I'm cheap asshole. But um, well, it's, it looked yeah, really it nice. Be, yeah, I mean, it's it nice, looked really but nice, but it's same at time, the same like, time like would i really utilize a lot of it probably not other than just like the space and it's like is it yeah. really worth the and it's a lot more to pay for, for even even for a 12 13 hour flight it's still a lot more yeah i feel like it would be very hard to justify it but oh well anyway sandwich day tell us about it frank what's that you've never heard of sandwich day why it's the most wonderful day of all once a year the teamsters go to this italian sandwich shop in brooklyn no one knows what it's called or where it is. It's a Teamster secret, but they buy us these sandwiches. Oh, such sandwiches and the dipping sauce. Oh, joy. God bless us, everyone. Yeah. So the main thing I, I focused on in that ex- exposition block was Frank's hat. His, his ironic hat in this episode <laughs> is spelling expert, but of course expert is spelled E-X-P-I-R-T because it's an ironic hat. Yeah. As per frame. So uh, every week I've taken to the wiki or the, the wikia, not Wikipedia. Wikipedia is pretty more reliable, but the 30 Rock wiki on wikia is generally just full of air quotes pop culture. So it's a short list this week, but the three pop culture dots. Hillary Clinton is a Democratic politician who ran in the Democratic primaries. She did in 2008. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quote, unquote, God bless us, everyone, is a line from the Dickens story, A Christmas Carol. What? And lastly, the quote, which will come later in the episode, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Tracy says he quoted that, but it's actually a quote from Edmund Burke. That last one could have been interesting if you didn't know who Edmund Burke was or that he coined that. I I know I'd heard that quote before. I didn't know who. Well, see, you learned something. I did. And you denigrate. Well, that's a 33%. That's not very good. (laughs) It's a failing grade. Uh, But I'm going to keep checking the wiki every week because they're pretty bad (laughs) about what they're trying to say. Uh, All right. So I mentioned that there's no cold open in this episode. This should have been the cold open. Because it sets, like, it just feels so out of place. This should have been the opening of the episode that explains why Jack is no longer the CEO and why he's going to, to floor 12. Like, it's just, it's so frustrating that this is out of place, but oh well. Well, I wish you the very best with the office, Kathy. By the way, you know who hates unicorns? Mark Wahlberg. Kathy Geis's office. Please hold. Mr. Donaghy, you're not really going down to 12, are you? I have to. Of course it's humiliating. Banks is trying to shame me into leaving. But where else am I going to go? 
I've been sleeping with the Cindy Crawford of corporations for the last 22 years. What am I supposed to do? Just lie down with some skank like 3M? What about Washington? I'm sure your friends in the Bush administration would... <laughs> Bush? Has it gotten that bad? Good God, I'd rather work for an American car company than jump on that sinking ship. I made you this. Uh, no, 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 you didn't. Well? I will remember you. Will you remember me? Don't let your life pass you by. And then boom, you have the opening. Ah, oh, it just would have been a perfect cold open. Such a missed opportunity. So one big thing about that scene is Kathy Geis has turned uh, Jack's old office into a Lisa Frank explosion. Yeah. Unicorns everywhere. If this were, I think there were a few years later, this would have been like a My Little Pony. Oh, yeah. Would have been perfect for that. Yeah. Unicorns. Unicorns and... Sarah McLaughlin. Is that Sarah McLaughlin? Yeah. Is that the sad puppy song? Yes. No, no, Angel is the sad oh, is puppy it? song. Oh, okay. But yes, one of her... It's it's right. One of those two Sarah McLaughlin songs are the sad puppy song. I think song. it's... I think Angel. Yeah, In the Arms of the Angel. Okay. Ugh. Honestly, I, I, can see the, I can see the commercial in my mind and hear either song playing. Yeah, no, so. either one works. But you're right, no, I Will Remember You is probably a little... Uh, would it be dark. Yeah, it would be kind of dark. It wouldn't work for that. <laughs> That yeah. Video, I don't no, it would be yeah. That would be extremely dark, actually. So yeah, you're right. It must. I guess got to be angels. Uh, we come back, and for the writers' room, sandwich day is very nearly over. But they eye something that catches their eye. Do they eye something that catches their eye? Yep. Can't believe sandwich day is over. Hey, look, Lutz is still eating. You're savoring it. What? You think you're better than us? No, that's not it at all. Since my surgery, I had to eat slowly or my insights might explode. Give me it! Oh, it's like knives! Look, Liz Lemon's sandwich is still on her desk. Oh, taking Liz's food is not good. Where's my mac and cheese? But as far as Liz Lemon knows, her sandwich never came. Liz. Floyd, I didn't see you there. Wow. You look great. Do I? I'm pretty tired from playing as hard as I work. Okay, now, bring up 23 and give me some air. My key. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, hey, can I take you out to dinner tonight? You know, maybe we hit that barbecue place you puked at. You'll have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you back at your place. Oh, somebody get me out of this dress. I can't breathe. That was a largely visual looks joke, so we should explain yeah. it a little bit. So Liz yeah. is in a very glamorous dress, and they're using the uh, studio lighting to full effect. Yeah. And also a, a wind machine starts to uh, blow her hair to make her look extra sexy. Yeah, no, they use uh, <laughs> the power of TV to to mask yeah. uh, Liz's this uh, unattainable thing or uh, more glamorous than she typically is. And yeah. Well, it's kind of a funny fun. jab, like the romantic comedy of it's like, you know, yeah. she works, she, she works harder, she plays or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, she's, uh, and, you know, she's wearing this dress that actually is actually very uncomfortable and yeah. whatever. So it's like, you know, like, 
the the things you do for love. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it had, how the whole thing is just totally manufactured, yeah. and she can only keep the ruse for like two minutes anyway yeah. before she <laughs> wants yeah. to be done with it. But Jason Sudeikis is back yes. on the screen, and he's ever adorable, so it's nice to have him back. Um, I'm trying to think. We'll see. I mean, he'll be in this episode, but I'm trying to think when we get him again. Uh, he comes back in season three. Yeah, yeah, we'll see him again in season three. So, um, yeah, as first, I think as part of a figment of her imagination when she's uh, drugged up from the dentist, and then we actually see him again when he's actually getting married. Spoiler alert. Um, but we cut back to 30 Rock. Sandwich day is nearly over, and Liz has returned to claim her sandwich. Huh. You guys are working hard for once. Where's my sandwich? Let's made us do it. No, it was Frank. No, it was Frank. You want a patsy? I feel it. Why? This is all my fault, Miss Lemon, because I let it happen. And the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Please ask my permission before you quote me, Kenneth. I don't know how, but you're gonna get me another sandwich. Or I'm gonna cut your face up so bad you'll have a chin. You'll all have chins! They went very quickly from, oh, we'll just say yeah. here's sandwiching and delivered to immediately blame each other. They should have. Like, they didn't even like, try and use that yeah. as, a, as a deflect. They immediately was like, oh, it's, oh, it's so and so's fault. Like, not even waiting a moment to, to even try. Was... Reactionary. <laughs> well, I would too if Liz come at me with a pitchfork and a trophy so, yeah, I, I would so, is, is that an emmy i mean it looked like an even it maybe, look, it's it must definitely be, an award yeah but i don't know like what it is but she threatens to give them all chins so jack takes a quick detour down to the 12th floor finds that it is a hellscape and then rushes to the hospital to try to wake don guys up out again yeah. out of his and then coma. we get the closing moments of liz and floyd's date <laughs> wow snow in may Thank you, global warming, for extreme, unpredictable weather patterns. There was actually a tornado in Cleveland last week. Destroyed an entire city block. Three bowling alleys, a liquor store, and the liquor store museum. So do you have time to grab dessert? Yikes, do you know it is 4.30? I haven't stayed up this late since college. And behind this trap door, more orcs. That'll really piss off Samir. My flight's in two hours. I'm sorry, I gotta go. You know, sometimes I really regret leaving New York. Like, right now, for instance. <laughs> well, what does New York have that Cleveland doesn't have? I read that you guys are getting an Ikea. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. We've just been burned before. It was really great seeing you, Liz. Let's see. Now turn and look back at me. Attaboy. Eat it up, Cleveland. Oh, God. Youths. I'd be afraid, too, if I was out at 4.30 in the morning. A bunch of youths. 13-year-old kids wandering around. I'd be I'd be a little afraid, too. Yeah, at first, uh, when the first time I saw this scene, I thought that when they said 4.30, it was a joke, that it was already that dark at 4.30, and then I realized, oh, wait, I mean, obviously, man, uh, it means 4.30. You thought it meant p.m. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought that was going to be the joke. Oh, it was like it was four thirty, and sorry, this dark out because it's like winter and yada yada yada. But nope, it really was four thirty a.m. Yeah. They, they looked very fresh for being up almost all night at that point. Then yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that's why I kind of thought that because like they look very like glamorous and put together. So yeah. you know they don't look like people who've been out for to the late night. I don't yeah, know. yeah, this is, yeah. They time jumps around. 
The, well, the, I think this episode really only takes about place maybe two or three days. Yeah. No, two days. Two days, I think. But time jumps around a lot for that small amount of money. Yeah, because it's like the next day they're still trying to get her sandwich, which is like kind of yeah. weird. Because it's like at that point it's like, well, I guess she still wants her sandwich, yeah. but like she would have eaten mo- multiple times in between yeah. uh, I mean, lunches. Uh, Jay, like Floyd looks pretty haggard by the end of the episode. Oh, like, for, he, yeah, he's for went, sure. I guess, without showering yeah. or whatever. But um, well. So why didn't? Oh, never mind. I'm, I'm. I've answered my own question inside my head. I was gonna say why didn't he just spend the night at Liz's before going to the airport? And I was like, all oh, right, they were out till four thirty. Well, he says he has a flight in a couple of hours, so that explains that. Because I was like, all right. Uh, but we come back and Jack has one final plea for Don to wake up, and he gets a sign. I'm losing it, Don. I mean, I've been walking the streets in this crazy snow, trying to figure out who I am, where I fit in. I even stopped to catch a snowflake with my tongue, but evidently that's some sort of signal in Chelsea. Just give me a sign. I've given everything to this company, but now I feel that maybe I should quit. You have to leave. What? Visiting hours were over some time ago. What happened to your voice? I was hit by lightning. As a child, they made a movie about me. You have to leave, GE. What did you say? Geriatric extended care. That's what this wing of the hospital is called. I have to leave, GE. about how he wished you'd never left New York. Did you do that thing I showed you? No, Jenna. I did not come back from the bathroom and hand him my underwear. That's how I met that mobster. Next time Floyd brings some corn pone tranny back to his apartment, all he's going to be thinking about is me standing there in the snow, looking like the one who got away. Crone! So a funny, somewhat subtle joke is Jenna is uh, juicing oranges, yeah. and if you don't look closely, you might not notice the uh, bottle of vodka that's yeah. right next there. So yeah, she's getting dangerous. started early with her screwdrivers. Well, she does say she has five shots already. That's right. So this is my this might be where they started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I like the the sort of uh, the 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 running joke of the the weather being like they they touched on it in the last scene where you know it's it's May and it's snowing. Thank global warming. And they could have left it there, but then, like, the very next day, it's, what, 98 degrees? Like, Well, luckily, we fixed climate change since the time this airs. It's all been fixed. Uh, Global warming no longer exists, and... It snows in winter, so... And and God has has stopped it from being super hot and super cold, and icebergs, they're in perfect condition. Greenland's not melting or anything like that, so... Hooray, America! We did it! Uh... (laughs) But um, I don't know why Floyd came back. Because his flight was... Wait, so w- was the initial flight true or not? Because It doesn't make seemed... any sense. If the flight wasn't real, he shouldn't have left. Right. 
But it, flight it shows that cutaway of him at the come but back. it shows him that cutaway from the desk. So it makes sense that he had a flight, it was canceled, okay. so he doesn't have anywhere to go, so he goes to his apartment. Why would Oh, I, th- I think he makes oh, up the flight when gotcha, he's leaving gotcha, now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. He, that's the flight he makes up, so he doesn't have to talk about uh, the, the, the end of their relationship right. okay, and yada, okay. yada, yada. Okay, okay. I forgot that bit, because I think it... Yeah, okay. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Point here, just... I don't know. Okay. He, he had an old so was like, oh, I'll go back Fair and see enough. Liz. We just had a wonderful evening. That's true, yeah. She, she's not going to treat me poorly. I hope she avoided the youths and made it back in safely. Yeah, the youths. She survived the youths. So the 30 Rock Riders are still trying to find Liz sandwiches and they go to the Teamsters. They're their only source to figure out where sandwiches come well <laughs> where, where do sandwiches come where from? Where do sandwiches come from? I don't know. Uh, maybe the Teamsters know, but where the Teamsters sandwiches come from and they run into Brian Dennehy, who is head of the Teamsters. We'll get Liz Lemon her sandwich. I'm an international superstar. The Teamsters will be honored that I'm even talking to them. So Brian Dennehy, uh, I'm, I could probably name a hundred things that I know he's been in just as a character actor, but the most prominent thing I know him from is uh, one of Patton Oswalt's earlier stand-up specials. He's talking about he sneaks into, I think it was the Batman Begins premiere, um, and he's, it's, you know, star-studded affair. It's just like a gigantic open table of food. And, you know, this is around the time Patton Oswalt's like, I want to get into movies, you know? I don't want to just be a character actor. I don't want to just do voiceover work. I want to, I want to be a star. I want to be on TV. Cause you know, the stigma, you have to be a certain weight and look to be on TV, which has changed a lot in the last five, 10 years, oh. but it, there's still some expectations. Anyway, so he goes to this party and he's just looking at all these people and they're hot and they're basically like processed people like they're made to look that way and you know and then he starts he's like starts ruminating he's like well the reason that they're like that is because they're just because they're not eating but they're also unhappy because they're not eating so he gives in and he just starts like stuffing his face and um he's like i've given up on this whole idea and then uh brian dennehy like walks over and it's just like oh and they have like a small little conversation and uh, he sort of gives him like the nudge on the shoulder, like, you know, keep up the great work. And he's like, you know what? Thanks, Brian Denny. But he's still st- stuffing his face. And then, <laughs> like, Brian Denny comes back over to him and is like, character actors, who gives a fuck if we're fat? And they just start like eating food together. Right? So that's, that's, that's the most Brian Denny story that I know, unfortunately. I don't have any Brian Denny stories, right, I'm I afraid. Win, I win. Um, yeah, check out early Pat Oswald stuff. Well, all all Pat Oswald stuff's really good, um, but his early stuff's pretty great too. His abortion story is really funny, which that's a taboo subject, but it's really quite really a way to funny. phrase that. It's really funny. He doesn't talk about abortion. But he talks about getting the plan Plan B. Is that what it is? Plan B. Yeah, okay. that's not an abortion. That's a morning after pill. Morning after. Okay, sorry, uh, but I mean, he he talks about abortion in that bit, but it's yes. more about the morning after pill. <laughs> it's a great bit. Um, 
And we come back, and there is now confrontation between Liz and Floyd about that bitch who answered his phone eight months ago in Cleveland. Cornpone tramp. What is? <laughs> uh, the band-aid just fell out of your hair. <laughs> well, this is fun. You're back. <laughs> what happened? Good morning. I'm checking in for flight 1876 to Cleveland. Oh, no, no. We're canceled. Canceled? you got to be kidding me. Oh, I would have checked my flight. Oh, no, no. The airline is canceled. We're not an airline anymore. Wait, wait, wait. One storm? That's all it takes? We're still going to make popcorn. Just no more airplanes. I'm sorry. Hey, Karen, I hate your guts. <laughs> That's one of the funniest, like, random 20-second cameos in 30 Rock that I can remember from what we've seen so far. I have no idea. It's ah. like, it's not an action I recognize, so it's like... I mean, that's the only time I'm. I mean, it's the only time she's shown up so far. I assume it's yeah. the only time she's in the entire show. I don't but it's really like know. she comes and gives like twice like hilarious. She like kind of still the the airlines canceled. Yeah. Just like oh, dude, we're we're still going to do popcorn. We're just not going to have airplanes anymore. Yeah. And, uh, the the last line of Karen, I hate your guts, and Karen just looks so like oh, we were best friends. Like oh, she's going to say something nice to me. Nope. Uh, that's so mean, but I would absolutely love to do that if I ever like am leaving a job that yeah. I just hate or something like that. I would just like that. It, it's so petty, but like, all right, I walk out happy telling someone that I hate them for no reason. Um, yeah, I mean that would suck. Like, I don't know, that would suck to find out your flight is canceled like literally an hour before. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to go back. That would just be. I don't know. I do, I've complained about the the airport industry before, just like how it's because it, it's so significant slash important that they can kind of do whatever they want because you, they know how much people rely on it. Like, what is it? There's no refunds. Well, there's uh, exceptions. It depends. It generally it depends. Generally, no right? Yes. Generally, if you don't cancel within 24 hours, you don't get a refund. But D- depends on the airline like southwest i think gives you cre- like if you have to reschedule or cancel like whatever you pay for your flight it gives you credit towards your next flight you book some it just i mean american i think is pretty harsh where it's like you know unless you get the flex fare which costs way 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 more if you can't you don't get a refund you know change fees can be exorbitant like it's really ridiculous like if you look at the hotel intrigue where it's relatively easy to cancel and reschedule and move things around mm-hmm. and with airlines are it is much more burdensome on the consumer yeah it's it's really kind of gross but oh well i don't know i just i don't like that but nothing's really going to change in our lifetime i don't think we'll We'll see but i don't know i mean i i feel like it would you know if you get the right administration and legislative push like wouldn't be that hard to at least you know like make it more easy to cancel and refund or you know what i mean like i mean it should that's not a big stretch to do it should be that simple that yeah just I mean, things, the like, airline lobby is obviously very powerful, well, but... But it's also, like, f- the prices fluctuate so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a price that was last month could be two times as more as it oh, is this month. A day or, or it two. could be... Yeah, it, it, it's, that, it's that gross where it's just, like, it's $100 cheaper yesterday, but it's $200 more expensive yeah. tomorrow. Well, but it's, like... It's because they it's all... Like, are, so then, like, when am I supposed to buy in? Am I supposed to buy in? And there's all these little cheats and tips to, like, you buy four months out, you buy three months out, you buy a month well, ahead. right. Buy, and it's just like, okay, well, there's all these cheats and all these tips. When is the best time to buy? Well, it might be different. There is no such thing. Exactly. Now, well, all the airlines now use dynamic pricing, so mm-hmm. it changes random. Like, it can, it, it's, it, it's you know, it's AI controlled, and it fluctuates often randomly depending on, like, just time and, thing and past purchases. Like, I think there are still, you know, obviously revenue managers who set fares, and there is manual stuff, but a lot of it is it just changes based off, 
you know, maybe people searching on the site or well, people I've, I have heard that if you are looking incognito in flights, you go incognito yeah, and that's you turn an, off cookies. That's an old, that doesn't actually that's work an old anymore. method. It used to, okay. but it's like people still say that, but there's no like no, you know, there's they, no they, proof they anymore. Yeah, okay. it, exactly. Like, yeah. and I mean, I. In the past couple of years, I feel like I've been doing a lot more just because, like, we're it seems we've been taking a couple of vacations a year, so I'm like, I'm almost always just like looking at various times. So it's like, I definitely don't notice any difference between yeah. incognito and anything else, and you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, because I feel like don't most places ask for your like location when you're searching, like, you, you have to apply like a zip code or something. So if you're putting that information, well, in, you have to put it in a home airport, but yeah, I mean, I guess like, I mean, that can be your location, but I mean, if you live near multiple airports, then it also you can, you know. Search multiple, oh. but um, what I want to say quickly is, it's not so much that there is like buy X amount of time out anywhere because of that dynamic pricing. It's more do enough research to have a good idea of what a baseline price is and buy at a price is when you're comfortable. Because a lot of times, like it'll drop, and then you know if it ever drops lower than that, it'll only drop ten or twenty lower. So, mm-hmm. and but it may not. So it's like you know you, you have to know what for you is the price that you think is good enough to pay and pay that. And, you know, get it when it drops to about that and then don't worry about it after that yeah. because it's not, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it could go up again the next day and then a couple weeks later come down to about what you paid. But it's like, it, it seems like there's a pretty good baseline for here's a price that it's not going to drop much below. So the best the way I found is start planning like as far out as you can and whether it's, you know, I don't know, like for Japan, I think we bought eight or nine months before for Thanksgiving before I bought one or, you know, two months yeah. out and still gotten a, a relatively okay price. So it's just, you have to be on top of it and know, I guess just get a good idea for that route. Yeah. My, my complaints are over, but I still don't, I don't like the airline industry just because they know how reliant people are on it and they can pretty much do oh, yeah. whatever they want. It's, yeah, it's, but uh, it's like, damn it, there's if I just, to get across the country or get anywhere, it's basically the easiest way to do it. So it's kind of like. I'm, I don't know, just like, um, like you said, like burdened or uh, beholden to the airline industry. So it's yeah. Like, well, it's like they have no reason to improve that or customer service or anything because it's like since 9-11, it's like it's gotten basically as bad as possible and people still fly like they make record profits like all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like they keep, they keep adding fees and making more and more money and people keep flying like the whole basic economy thing now. It's like it's it, it, it feels like a, a, a sham at times, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, people are some people are just pure on price so they're going to book whatever the lowest price is regardless of comfort or layovers or what suitcase like, i mean when, when they first went to basic economy there was a huge issue of people like bringing suitcases and carry-ons and stuff and like getting really pissed off when they you know had to check into the gate or pay to check into the gate because they just didn't understand like it's like they see the low price and they book it and, and they think it's all inclusive yeah so they're so that you know people were getting pissed off and even though it clearly stated i mean I, I i remember the airlines really went out of their way to give you like lots of like warning signs and mm-hmm. indications to tell you but it didn't matter people were just what they're doing they're just put in but it's adjusted since then where people are still just like, well, we just want to pay the lowest price no matter the discomfort, which kind of sucks. So, yeah. But it's like, again, people keep paying and they keep buying. So right, the airlines yeah. keep saying, well, we're making no, more and more. It's, we don't, it's, it's why don't you to, improve our service if it's, yeah, it's hard to, we're to ask for change keep when, making it's profits. Like when you're just being drowned out by soaring soaring records of, of sales? I guess yeah. you count those as sales, but yeah, sales and numbers and dollars. That's so just like... I know I'm screaming into a vacuum of like things need to change, but I and it'll never happen. But uh, yeah, oh well, <sighs> could be worse. <laughs> Sorry to barge in on you like this. You know my cell was dead because I didn't bring my charger. Mm. <laughs>
<laughs> Who was that bitch that answered your phone eight months ago? Whoa! So this girl, what's her lower back tattoo? A Chinese character that she thinks means peace, but it really means I have chlamydia. Oh my God, Liz, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Really? You are? Yeah, yeah, I, I feel bad how we never got to talk about it. And I, I didn't bring it up last night because we were having so much fun and I, I didn't want to ruin it. Okay, well, okay. I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot and it's just, oh, shoot, hold on, I'm sorry. Oh, I got a flight. Oh, in 40 minutes. Uh, no, 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 no. This is more important than me getting home or my partner meeting with Peter Venkman. No, don't do that. Just go, but you call me. I will. I, I, I will. Uh, or, or you could ride to the airport with me. No, it's okay. You go and we'll talk. Okay. Wow. And I thought you were cool last night. <laughs> I do rock. <laughs> <laughs> so in order to win the drinking contest with the Teamsters, mm-hmm. all of the writers slowly realize that, and Tracy realize that they can't do it for one reason or another. So they try to convince Jenna, who decides that as long as she can do it for the attention, yeah. she will help them in the drinking contest. So- Frank can't drink because he thinks his lucky penny is in his ear and he's on antibiotics. It's against um, Kenneth's beliefs, of course, beliefs, like freeway like driving, driving and uh, gambling. Yeah. Uh, Tracy can't because he's still... He has, has his Hollywood his sock, aka okay, his uh, uh, monitoring ankle bracelet. ankle bracelet thing, yeah. And Lutz can't do it because of his surgery for two undescended testicles. Uh, so Jenna, like you said, agrees to do it for the attention. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back and Liz is on her workout. And she stumbles into someone who looks like Michael Clayton. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. Floyd? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Why aren't you at the airport, Floyd? There was no flight, was there? Uh, Not at the time, no. But I do have one tonight, so... You lied to me. I just didn't want to talk about that stuff. Can't we just... Fast forward to being friends again. You know, blah, 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 blah. Your cell phone was dead. You faked that email. <gasps> Peter Venkman, that's from Ghostbusters. You used Ghostbusters for evil. Now, I'm, I'm glad we didn't talk about that girl because you're a liar. Okay, okay, fine. You want some honesty? I don't know what girl you're talking about, Liz. I'm single. I'm a lawyer. I, I wear nice coats. I'm the Michael Clayton of Cleveland. Well, I hope your car blows up. You made a choice. I asked you to come to Cleveland with me, you you nut job. I'll move to Cleveland when you get that Ikea. Never. Oh, you, oh, don't you deprive the good people of Cleveland and Ikea. You are vindictive, Liz Lyman. Okay, so we know that she did call and a female answered, right? Yes. So is he then lying that he doesn't know what girl and to say that I've been with so many? That's girls, exactly. I, I think that's what that's it is, right? Because he follows up by saying, you know, I'm single. I wear a nice coat. So yeah, to okay. me, I took it as he's with. He has lots of just track. hookups, okay. and it could have been anyone. Because yeah. you could read it that he like he like she may have a wrong number, but no, no I think, because she specified as Floyd there, and yeah. the lady says he's in the shower. So. Yeah, yeah, not a good look, Mister Floyd. Not a good look at all. As long as it was all consensual, who cares? No, no, They're no, broken yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. I just mean like that she ju- she's been continuously calling you a liar, and now you're lying again about yeah, or that you can't keep track of the girls or whatever. Like, it's not a good look, Mister. And using Ghostbusters for evil. And using Ghostbusters. Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? What do you think? 
I've seen Fiddler on the Roof, exactly. but I've never seen Ghostbusters or the Christmas Story. Exactly. Uh, I, I can't speak too much, or I can't judge too much. I've seen Ghostbusters, but it kind of, it's probably been 20 years since I've seen them, and I don't know how well they hold up. I feel like the first one seems like it has nostalgia for, like, it's still good, and then the second one was, like, too much too soon and too different from the first that it went further into comedy um than the first one did and it's just or it's it's just a retread um and i think the first one is sort of praised for basically being mostly improv at least on bill murray's credit he's mostly just riffing through most of it um but i i i should go back and rewatch them but honestly there's so much stuff that i want to watch that's new or i haven't already seen that it's like oh, i'll get to it eventually and i don't know gotta don't watch know. the dark crystal yeah man there's dark crystal we're watching glow the carol and tuesday just premiered on netflix like all the, the what new... now don't worry about it you're philistine thank you the carol on tuesday carol and tuesday look it up nerd okay not on my stuff though <laughs> uh but yeah and, and then all basically everything that that we missed from last season is going to start premiering on Hulu before the new series start in fall and it's just like on Hulu and Netflix and it's just like there's so like good place I'm two seasons behind that the fourth season's about to start it's just uh, so much TV and movies that it's so hard to keep up I feel very opposite because I feel like this August it's been so slow that it well because it's like I mean I basically only watch what I'm interested in and I don't watch what I'm not interested in so right but aren't you interested in a ton of stuff I mean, yes, but I've, I've already caught up on most things. Like, a lot of the shows that were on the summer have ended. The only thing is, like, I want to watch, while we have Showtime for the next couple months, I want to get through Escape of Danamora, which is only which is only seven episodes anyway. So it's like, it's that. It's like, I, I may want to watch When They See Us on Netflix, but it's like, those are the only two series. Other than that, it's like, you know, we're going through Glow and we're halfway mm-hmm. through that. Um, you know, there's another season of of working moms that I may or may not get through the next month. But that's the thing where it's like, I may or may not get through the next month. If I, I do, I do. If I don't, it's like, it's on Netflix. So it's like, if I, you know, wait for another couple months because all the shows are coming back, right. that's fine. I guess I just don't feel pressured because it's like... I don't feel pressured. A lo- it's just like a lot of the shows that I was watching this summer have, have ended now. And, you know, it's that period... Before, still right before all the most of the shows come back so yeah. it's like I have things that I mentioned I'm going through but it's not like I don't know I I, I guess I, I, I'm not feeling like oh I have to watch all these things it's yeah. like there's some things I'm more interested in there's some things I'm sort of interested in but it's like maybe I'll get to an L maybe I'll get to it yeah. in the winter you know like I don't know yeah I don't I, maybe pressured isn't the right word but like I don't know I feel like it really as corny as this is and as overused as this is like we're in like a golden age of television where there's, there's it's not everything is good it's just there's so much and enough of it sounds appealing to me that I'm like, I'd like to check that out. And it's just like, when? When am I supposed to do any of this? Like, yeah. It's just so, like, there's a new thing on Netflix, at least a new thing on Netflix uh, every month or, or every week. There's several new things on Hulu every week. Uh, new show. I don't know. It's just like, there's so much that it's like, man, all of this sounds really cool. I would like to watch all of it. And I just, there's no time. Yeah. So then it's like, you have to parse out what you actually want to watch. And it's just like, well, because you want to be part of the conversation for the most part, like depending on like what, what groups you're in. Like I want, I need to catch up on Black Mirror because when I'm going through a podcast now and it's in like 2016, so it's three years behind, but they're talking about, I think season three, what is Black Mirror is at season four now, right? It's Five. season Okay, I think they're at season three and they're talking about it. And I was like, oh man, I'd like to watch that. But I'm like, 
When well, am I supposed to watch it? Because yeah. I'm watching so many other things that I'm trying to get caught up on. But on the flip side, like the first couple seasons are literally three episodes right, each. Right, right, right. So it's right. And as much as I'm liking Dark Crystal, every episode is about an hour. Yeah, which is good because it's fantastic production. It looks beautiful. There's a lot of like uh, practical imagery and practical effects going on. There's a lot of CG too because of just what it needs to be. But it looks really good. But it's like, man. This is 13 episodes and they're all about an hour long. It's just like, I can watch like three episodes of something else in this time, which just, you know, may not be as good, but it's just like, man, I I have limited time and I need to be able to to watch more or I want to watch more. It's not that it's unsatisfying. It's just like I could watch three episodes in the course that it takes to watch one episode of this. And this sort of the same with Black Mirror. Black Mirror is 45 to an hour, depending on. Some are actually hour plus, like hour 20. I mean, I could watch a movie in that time. Like, I'm trying to go through all the James Bond stuff. Like, there's just so much that it's like, when am I supposed to have time for all of this? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I was being a little good when I was like, oh, I watched what I'm interested in. I don't, obviously, most people, I'm sure, watch what they're interested in. But it's like, well, I guess what I'm not interested in is maybe... More than most people, because I, I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of series that are just like sci-fi or horror or crimey, because it's like you know shows like I don't know, like um, Ozark and Haunting at Hill House and Altered Carbon and yeah. I don't know, like all these like sci-fi and outer space and fantasy. Like I just have no interest in them. Yeah. So it's like I guess if I truly like if I want to watch all of them, maybe I would feel. And I mean, I guess like movies. I honestly like. I don't really watch that many movies. Like I guess I get into periods mm-hmm. where I watch more because it's like I mostly watch. I guess most of my assumption is TV, books, and sports, like sports things. So it's like, I don't really watch as many movies. And I guess all the time, I'm like, oh, like, here, I keep a list of movies that, like, I'm interested in and want to watch stuff, but it's like, I don't watch them that often. So I guess if I, I don't know, if, if I watch more movies, like, oh, I need to watch them all, then maybe I would feel a little more overwhelmed. But I just feel like TV's at a place right now where a lot of the shows that I'm into are comedies and dark comedies and stuff that are 30 minutes less anyway so it's a lot easier i feel like i don't follow a ton of hour-long shows and i think most of the ones i do are limited series so they're usually in this day and age like five to ten or twelve episodes and it's like it's a one shot so you finish it and you're done so there's not i mean yeah there's not a lot of hour plus long drama series that i am normally watching and and again that's why because a lot of them are crime sci-fi mm-hmm. horror just stuff that are genres that well i i shouldn't say i watch none of them because i watch black Mirror but they're, and like less, it, they're and less appealing to yeah, you yeah exactly like you you have to really it has to hook you for you to want to check it out yeah exactly well thank god you're not an anime because anime is worse anime never never <laughs> stops like american tv well until netflix and hulu would stop like the summertime it was over fall and spring and winter winter it was over it would take a break anime never stops anime is just a constant beast there's 20 30 shows premiere every season and they're all generally like 12 maybe 24 episodes and then once they're done there's no break ever it's just a new series has taken that time slot and it's just continued again it's just like there's so much that it's so hard to keep track of and they all sound good to me and there's like i'm watching four or five that premiered this last season and there's three or more that are premiering next season and i'm like ah I don't have time for all of you yeah but thankfully they're weekly so they're a little mm-hmm. bit easier to ingest because there's just one at a time yeah but some of them are like netflix original slash exclusive so you can watch them subbed but i'm kind of getting to like i want to watch more dub stuff so that's what carol on tuesday is i think you might want to check out carol on tuesday it's like a the life on mars exists and they become like a musical duo and so they're just like touring around 
creating hmm. music. And it's the same guy that did Cowboy Bebop and oh god, I feel like there's something you watched that he did. Maybe not. Maybe he did Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shane. The Kobe, only enemies I've seen are Yuri on Ice and Agretzko. So no, he didn't do either of those. But I don't know. It seems like a pretty down to earth. Like it doesn't look. It looks the least anime y thing that he's ever done. Yeah. So. Um, I'll probably watch it. So if you see me watching it, you might be like, oh. Anyway. That's Carol on Tuesday. Carol and Tuesday. I know, I know. Gaul. We come back back complaining about TV to watching more TV as Brian Dennehy is laying it down with Jenna. Smooth. Oh, come on, you guys. You guys do one. I've had ten shots. You've only had five shots. No, today. I've had ten shots today. You fought a hell of a good fight, Blondie. But you can't win. We failed. <laughs> hey, I found my lucky penny. It's not in my ear. Yo, hey. Battery's dead. I got a half hour before they track me down. Alcohol? This smells just like hill people milk. I've been drinking this since I was a baby. Mm. It's on, y'all. Yeah! <laughs> oh, boy. So if they don't consider moonshine alcohol, like what do they consider alcohol? Probably just like beer, <laughs> like I mean, beer, right. like stuff that they just find in stores. Maybe. Uh, I like the the one the only I don't like that wrap up of everybody's coincidentally all able to start drinking at the same time. The only one that makes sense is Tracy's because his battery dies. Does Kenneth not smell the alcohol at all until it's like in his hand that he's like, oh, this is this sounds like something else. And Frank just happens to dig into his pocket and find his penny. Like, did he... It seems like he probably has, like, two or three pairs of pants that he actually wears. So it it probably wasn't a very, like... I don't know. It's just, like... It's funny because it's like, yay, they can all work together. But it's just, like, they all coincidentally just happen to coincide in that one time. Like, so Kenneth has been holding the whole tray of alcohol the entire time. Or, like, the loose uh, glasses. And then he starts to smell them. He's like, oh, this smells... It's just, like... mm." Not your best writing, guys. Not your best. Well, writing. they had to wrap it up somehow. So I know, they had they had three minutes to wrap it up. Um, we come back and Liz has her sandwich, uh, but Jack and Liz's stories finally coincide. So should I ask why you're showing up for work at six thirty? I'm not gonna lie to you, Jack. I was working from home. Lemon, we should talk. Fine. Floyd was in town, and it was awful. And it started out great, and then it was awful, and now it's over. What happened? He lied about going to the airport. And? And I said I hope he dies in a car explosion. Lemon, life is about minimizing regrets. You never know when someone's going to slip into a coma and leave you regretting all the things you didn't say or get in writing from the company's lawyers. What I'm trying to say is you're young and you still haven't blown it completely, so don't start now. Oh, I hate going to the airport. So uh, Liz gets to the airport and she runs into the TSA agent who looks familiar. And I will explain later as David tries to think of it too. What's that in your bag? Uh, a sandwich and dipping sauce. Uh-uh, that's more than three ounces. You can't bring that fast here. Really? Mm-hmm. No, look, I just need to catch up with this guy before he gets on a plane to Cleveland. Yeah, that's sort of a cliche. You're sort of a cliche. One-way ticket to Montreal. Crazy eyes. <laughs> I should detain you. Please, I just need to talk to him before he takes off and I never get the chance again. Brian, just leave the sandwich and go through. 
Leave the sandwich? Leave the sandwich. Final sporting call for flight 254 to Cleveland. You're choosing the sandwich over a guy. That is less cliché. I can do it. I can handle all. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's such a great scene. And well, one because it just subverts the whole like running to the airport to save your to save the relationship. Because pre nine eleven, you could just run into any airport and run up to someone's gate, yeah. and it was no problem. Now you have to go through the TSA, so it's already there's like an additional step, and it's like you can't. She can't even let her through just because of three ounces of of sandwich dip. Uh, but I don't think most people are gonna know who that lady is. Uh, but she, it's Johnny May. She was in the Tracy Does Conan, the one, the lady that's in her oh, blood. Oh, it's the same actress. Oh, oh, I don't think oh, it's the same okay. character. Okay. It's the same actress yeah. playing that role. Um, but that's probably the best scene of the, the, this entire episode. I think just because it's so great, just her stuffing her her face with a sandwich. But so, do you have any TSA horror stories? Thankfully, no. Um, the only run-in, well, I mean, we all have run-in with the TSA, but the only one I know of recently was when we were coming back from Japan, and I forgot that I put all of our big, or all of my big fluid ounces in the, oh. in the, uh, the carry-on, which they have to take away and toss, which, it was nothing that I couldn't replace once we got back. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've never, never had anything terrible. The oh, worst... actually, no, I'm sorry. Um, I think when we were coming back from California, I had a book in one of my suitcases, that I guess triggered something, so they had to like pull it out um, and like rub it with that whatever oh, they rub it with. Yeah, that was the only thing that they pulled out. They rubbed it. Well, you should have carried a book that said "How to Make Bombs." And it was IQ eighty four. <laughs> so I don't. Well, there is stuff in there about making bombs, so maybe that triggered something. Now, probably cool. That's like a huge freaking was, book. Yeah, so that's probably just why they probably couldn't tell what it was yeah. in the scene. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I haven't any any like terrible, but I remember. I remember one time we were going out to California and we were flying out of Charlotte and there was a massive thunderstorm that like we were flying Delta and there was a massive thunderstorm that hit Atlanta the evening before so like it blew out their operations and like lots of flights were delayed Mm -hmm. so we went through the Charlotte airport and there was a massive line so we were really lucky in that we checked in and we were able to just drop our bag um, off because like our flight had been delayed hours and Mm -hmm. like we didn't know if it was going to go out so we got lucky in that we ended up making the flight because basically literally because we were able to drop off like our ba- our, our yeah. check bag like but the problem it still took a while to get through security because people were super tense like because of all the delays mm-hmm. like security was backed up and it was taking a while to get through and i remember I, they were running two lines and at one point someone i guess in one line who got really frustrated like made threats against the tsa so like they had to so like they had to shut down that line i remember so like it made it even longer because you it was like we were. I think we were in the two different lines. Like it oh. may you. It may have been that you had already gotten through. I can't remember. But like I remember, I was finally like a couple from the front, and they were like someone. Someone like threatened the TSA, so they had to shut down the line and and like then like mix the other line then yeah. into the one line that was still going. Oh so like, and then I just remember like finally getting through, and then we got to we got to the gate, and it was like our plane took off like something like twenty minutes after that, and it's mm-hmm. like if if we 
had to because there there was a super super long basically there was like a i don't know probably 100 person line to get to the counter and then like three people the baggage drop mm-hmm. and even with that it still took like over 30 minutes to just drop our bag off because they had agents like just going back and forth and working everything mm-hmm. i mean if we had been the long line and hadn't checked in early there's there's no way and heck yeah. we would have made it that day but it was just like <laughs> i just remember like we'd been waiting forever we were like nervous that we were going to make it and then it was like almost through and then like they shut down the tsa yeah. line and like yeah. so i guess my tsa horror story isn't anything that happened to me like because of it just like being in the tsa yeah. line and yeah. having like just like go like i mean g- on any day we're traveling like i'm always like nervous until we get through tsa because it's like at that point there's not there's, much more than go wrong. It's like once you're on the concourse, you've gotten through security, like you can make it to your gate and you know, like if there's delays, whatever, you're there. But it's like on the way there, you never know, like, you know, there's an accident or a traffic delay yeah. or a massive storm that blew out the system. So right. now there's a hundred people in line and TSA and line no is really short. Yeah. Check that beforehand. So like, it's like being, if you check it, yeah. if it's down, it's down. Like getting there is not going to, I mean, we knew there were going to be delays because of everything, but right. it was just like when you're actually there and just like, you know, already having the nerve, and like it's it's not flying nerves. I don't mind flying. Yeah, I, yeah. I mind everything it's, leading up to once right. you actually are because getting like on the we plane. Said, like, there's the... no refund, yeah. so if you miss your flight, well, I mean, you get rebooked. Like in that case, there were so many delays, we would have been like, rebooked on something. But we, there's no way we would have gotten out schedule, that day because, right? yeah. like, originally we were leaving. I don't know, sometime in the morning, like nine or ten. Maybe we were supposed to get to L.A. around four, four or five. We finally got there at midnight, and that was, I mean, that was like. We got lucky to make our flight to Minneapolis. We had. No, are you sure that wasn't? I'm pretty sure that was when we were going to or, uh, uh, Oklahoma. No, I'm positive. I'm positive. Oh, so it was Charlotte to Minneapolis, okay. Minneapolis to Los Angeles. You're right. You're right. And it was like Minneapolis at first when we got there. We thought mm-hmm. since all the problems were out of Atlanta, we we're like, oh well, if we fly to Minneapolis, it'll be better because that's also a Delta hub, but it's north. But the problem was, it I mean, it wiped out their biggest hub, so it put strain on everything else. So originally, when we got to like Minneapolis, four, five hours, six hours, to, uh, where, we were, where we were layover and. Yeah, so like originally when we when we landed it was still on time, but it was like as we were there, they kept delaying it longer and longer. And like at one point we boarded, and the boarding process, I guess the the boarding clearing process took so long that by the time we're supposed to take off, the flight crew had been in operation so long that they would have been worked too many hours that it it would have triggered government regulations. So they made us deboard the plane and wait another couple hours. So. We got dinner, and then finally we were able to get on a plane. And then finally, like it, I don't even know what time it was, but we were able to get out. And then we got to LA about midnight. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, it was the sort of thing where I mean, we got there as late as we could. Like, if anything had taken longer at any point, like, there's no way we'd have made it that yeah. day. Like, and I'm, I don't know, like, our dynamic works for the most part. Like, you're the planner, yeah, and I'm just like go along for the ride. So, like, whenever we get to the airport, I'm more or less like, they're not going to leave without us. And I know that's naive because they will, because yeah. they can, because they have a schedule they have to uphold. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, man, if we get there like five minutes before the plane takes off, it's going to be all good. They haven't closed the doors. We're fine. But you're like, no, we got to get there like two hours early. We got to get checked in. We got to get everything done. We got to do this. Because you never know what will go wrong until you get your game. It's good that you have someone like that on your team. But I'm just so like lackadaisical and just like go with the flow that it's like it's hard for me to get that concerned about it because it's just like in the end it's like this isn't what I want to stress over. Yeah, that's why I like, like flying out of our home airport whenever yeah. possible because usually I've, we live fifteen we live a quick fifteen minute car ride from the airport. Security line is never very long, so mm-hmm. it's very low stress. So. For that reason, like it, it tends to be a little pricier, but just for the comfort of not having to worry about stress, like we try to flat out there. Charlotte, it's Charlotte's easier. a nice airport, but it's well, so but it's, it's huge because it's, it's, it's an American hub. It so. takes a lot of time. Yeah. So, 
yeah. And it's 90 minutes out of the way for us. So it's kind of yeah. like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. And again, traffic, like you have to go on the highway to get there. So it's like if Thanks. there's a... Especially going to Charlotte. Accidents can derail. Local, local yeah. North Carolina <laughs> traffic. Who doesn't want to hear about it. that? Um, but, anyway, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, the finale of Sandwich Day. <laughs> Liz, what are you doing here? I don't want your car to explode. And I don't want you to go into a coma. And I don't want to stab you in the face with a giant fork. What? Well, that's not you. I've been threatening a lot of people lately. Look, Liz, I'm I'm really sorry about what happened. You know, are, are we at the part where we just become friends again? I, I came to the airport, didn't I? And I, I wolfed my teamster sub for you. Wait, no. Is that a saying? <sighs> Don't worry about it. Hey, I gotta go. Oh, I, I still have your key. No, you should keep it. I mean, if you want to. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I'll see you around, Liz Lemon. Hey, MSNBC has confirmed that former GE executive Jack Donaghy will be named by President Bush as the new Homeland Security Director of Crisis and Weather Management. Flight 31 to Montreal is now blurred. So from television programming microwaves to weather in crisis. Crisis and weather management. So of, I, I like the last line that the... the the uh, intercom says that your your flight to Montreal, which is the ticket the ticket that she bought, is ready to blurb. Yeah, like, they don't even like try and get to the sentence like ready to board, like because they're like no one's listening at this point. Like who cares what we actually say? But yeah, Jack's headed to Washington, and Liz is trying to let go of Floyd. And uh, yeah, this would have also worked as a finale. Um, yeah, you got a little cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah set up for season three, but uh, we get one more episode uh, where Jack is in DC and. Liz is still figuring what happened. Oh, that's the pregnancy scare. Or <gasps> spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, that's Sandwich Day again. Solid episode. It to me, it ramps up midway and starts really powering to its end. I don't really care so much for the Jack story, but I understand its importance. <clears throat> but everything about this Liz and Floyd being back together again, the writers having to do what they do to like not have Liz kill them and give them all chins. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of jokes in this. Uh, I really do like this episode a lot. Yeah, it was a good episode. I even like the Jack storyline. I don't hate it. I just, it's like, I don't know. I feel like the two scenes of him in the hospital are basically this one and the same. Like him reading to Don Geis in one scene and then the next scene of him ba- being in the hospital is him screaming to try and wake him up. It's just like, you could have all done this in one scene. Like you did like the extreme and then the, the, the calmness no well I think they had to have the first scene at the beginning to show like he's trying he's desperately trying to get him out of the coma and then you have to have the second scene because that's when like the orderly comes in no there's that bit there's three scenes where he's in the hospital. three there's, there's the opening very opening of the episode yes of him reading yes and you have to have that one and then there's the second one when he starts screaming you know he says Hillary Clinton's in a coma and he starts oh, screaming right. wake up wake up wake up yeah. and then there's the third when yeah. the orderly comes in yeah. gives him the that's hands. true they didn't need the second one you could just have the yeah. third one yeah. the first and the third I mean yeah because I don't know it's just like it's sort of like it's so far it's it's really I don't know just kind of like betraying the Jack character like where he's the calm cool collected guy but that's the point like, though he's so I know he was right to get, as getting his dream job right, and he right, lost right, right. it and, and now I, he's on the yeah, 12th floor and it works but it's just like I don't know it's just such an extreme uh, term that it's just like I don't like this but I think it makes sense when he was so close to Jim but now he has nothing and right. he's like and he's acting so out because he's like exactly yeah, yeah he's desperate uh, anyway other than that like still one of the best episodes of the season solid episode um, Sandwich Day is always always fun 
Um, any other thoughts before we start wrapping up? I'm going to go get a McDonald's ice cream sundae and go walk on a treadmill. Yeah, let's do that together. <laughs> ah, so that's Sandwich Day. As always, uh, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, you can review us and rate us and all your podcast appery and all that fun stuff. Uh, our coffee is ko-fi.com backslash go to there. And we will see you again in episode 36, season 2, episode 15, Cooter, where we have the guy who killed two people in the 80s and still has an acting career from years. So stay tuned. David, take us out. See you next time.